Welcome to another episode of The Ultimate Insiders. Sick. I'm Jill. I just forgot to I'm say Katie. Name. And I'm Katie. We're drinking two very different things. Jill's drinking, <laughs> I don't know what, but I'm drinking water. I'm drinking a $6 pink Moscato with raspberry. It's very good. Very sweet. It doesn't even taste All like right. alcohol. Which is my and I'm favorite. and I'm drinking water because it's currently two o three my time. <laughs> it's only five o'clock my time on a Thursday. Hey, five o'clock somewhere. Exactly on a Thursday afternoon, and I said, you know what, I want some wine, and we just went grocery shopping and bought it, so I wanted to try it. So it's fine. Okay, so today we're talking about Gossip Girls season one, episode four, titled "Bad News Blair." Katie, when did this episode air? You know what? That's a great question, Jill. <laughs> I can tell you. I do know what the um, episode title is referencing. I do too. And it is The Bad News Bears, which is yeah. a movie about a tiny little, about a, a underdog of a, of, a, um, of a baseball team just doing what they do. They Play get a girl baseball. on their team. I'm sure they don't. I'm sure the boys don't like the fact that they added a girl to the team. But you know what? That's when you say F gender norms. Um, Sexism. And then I remember that's like a really, first of all, it's like a really old movie. And it second, is. they remade it probably like 15 years ago. Yeah. And I don't think that one was as successful. Probably not. I, I don't, don't think, think remakes are usually as successful. Unless it's like The it's Parent Trap. Yeah, like, because the newer Parent Trap is obviously superior. Like, we love Lindsay Lohan. It is. In the late and 90s. Dennis Quaid. <laughs> and Natasha Richardson. I was so in love with Dennis Quaid <laughs> because of that movie. <laughs> I learned that other people thought the same thing I did. Um, I was not the only one who thought that Natasha Richardson in that movie was Princess Diana. <laughs> you thought she was Diana? No, I thought that Princess Diana was playing the character. I never thought that. But also as they a had, kid, I was very in tune with Princess Diana. So like they had this, was. they were both British. They had the same haircut. What else did you need as a child? I'm pretty sure she was like modeled after her. I wouldn't doubt it. I'm pretty sure she people, was. Because like her style I, and everything. I, sure. Look, I a couple months ago I found out that I wasn't the only one who thought that. I, love I that for you. obviously, as I grew up, I knew it wasn't um, oh. Princess Diana. Obviously, but you know, what's her face? I um, had no idea. Here's a funny thing. Um, about but to answer, when, your... I was, when I was growing up, um, I used to, and you know what? This may still come true. I used to want to be Meredith Blake because. If you've ever Valid. encountered me, that tracks. That makes a lot of sense. I've wanted to be Meredith Blake my whole life. And I still want to be Meredith Blake. Yeah, she was a bitch, but like she was making that coin. How? She was going to marry she's... a rich man. And you know what? Good for her. Yeah, she's going to become, uh, she's going to marry a man who owned a vineyard. In freaking in a winery. Napa Valley. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. She was living my dreams, man. And her outfits. But to answer, so good. But to answer your question, uh, season one, episode four, Bad News Blair, it was, uh, it came out on October 10th, 2007. And the synopsis is, Blair is thrilled when her mother, Eleanor, chooses her to be the new face of her clothing line. However, Blair's happiness soon turns to feelings of betrayal and jealousy when Serena moves into the spotlight and Blair finds herself back in Serena's shadow. Meanwhile, Serena and Dan are reminded once again that they come from two very different worlds and Nate and Chuck indulge in a boys weekend to blow off steam after Ivy Week. Absent, Taylor Momsen as Jenny Humphrey. I feel like... That synopsis makes me laugh because I feel like the beginning of that synopsis could actually make sense for a lot of episodes of Gossip There. Just like Blair's trying to do something and Serena comes crashing in and steals the show. Like, I feel like that is so many episodes of Gossip It is. Um, so 
my first note I have is just Eleanor, my queen, because I love Eleanor Waldorf. I adore that woman so much. Yeah, and this is the first time we see the new Eleanor. Yes, which is, she's so good. I love her. I didn't realize it was four episodes in. I didn't either. I thought it was like at least the recast. Yeah, but. Um, But the episode starts in um, a Blair Waldorf dream where she's doing breakfast at Tiffany's, but it ends up being breakfast at Bendel's. But it becomes breakfast at Bendel's and she. Which foreshadows that one part of the episode toward the end of it. Oh, um, toward the end of the episode, there's a part where Eleanor's like, oh, Bendel's really wants... Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? No, that's yeah. at the beginning Whenever when they trying, say that well, that's... No. Well, yeah, but then it's like, toward the end of it, she brings it up again to be like, Blair, come back. Bendel's needs me to have this <laughs> done. Like, they it's say like, Bendel's a lot. Bendel's will legitimize. Yeah, they do. Like, Bendel's yeah, doesn't like, exist Bendel's anymore. will legitimize this. Yeah, Bendel's no. doesn't even exist anymore. It's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, and then so Blair walks up to Bendel's, and in the window display, you see Serena sitting there with um, the two minions, and she's like, "This is my fantasy. This is my dream." I love yeah. the Blair Audrey Hepburn fantasy dreams so much; they make me so happy because that's how I wish I dreamt. But instead, it's just a bunch of nightmares that are garbage. But I. I don't know. I feel like in my head, I daydream in Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> Mostly okay. like charade and Roman holiday, but sometimes tip. Valid. Um, I don't necessarily daydream in movies. Uh, I daydream in memories. So <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I just find myself like lost in the past. So I like the one I keep going back to right now is when I was in New York summer 2019 my friend and I had spent the day apart because we're like we need this for our sanity yeah (laughs) Um, and like that's the thing my friend and I were very like clear with each other we're like love you love going on vacation with you but we need time apart that's how me all my friends are and I'm very glad that we're that way (laughs) yeah I'm like I don't need to be attached at your hip we're Mm -hmm. gonna spend this day apart and we'll come back together We'll see a show. So I had like gone back to the hotel because it was so hot that day. And um, we were going to meet up to see Oklahoma at Circle in the Square. And I was just like walking down Ninth Avenue or something. I don't know, because I, I try to avoid like 7th and 8th because it's too much. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, and then I'm just like, oh, see, like this is the dream that I want to be in. This is like the life I want to live. I just want to live in like one of these apartments and then just like it would like it was the vibe I was just like feeling like immaculate vibes yeah so those are the so I'll <laughs> so I'll just go on to like google map street view and then just <laughs> take that route again and just like walk I, that route again I will like I'll do that and then I'll go on Zillow and like look at like Upper East and Upper West Side apartments <laughs> the, like, oh always in. Zillow apartments.com street yes. easy like street easy, that's yes. my dream so those that's how I that's how I fantasize. I just found like my dream Upper West Side one bedroom apartment and it's super cheap right now and I'm like if I had the money I would leave at this very moment but I don't because I'm in college uh, and I'm broke. Mm, <laughs> but it's like valid. perfect. I'm like obsessed with it but it's fine. Yeah. Um. So next we have Carter Bazin shows up. Love Carter Bazin. Um, Carter Bazin when the, when he shows up he says, Nate says, oh, we haven't seen you since we were in eighth grade and he was a senior. Mm-hmm. And then he's coming to crash last weekend. This is, this dude is a creep. It's like, why is a college age person? He's older person, than college, technically. Like, he would probably be out of college, right? Well, he's, well no, because that's only, well, that's, hold on. So eighth it's grade. Like five years. And they're juniors. Mm-hmm. so ninth grade would be he would be a freshman in high school so he's a so he's like a junior in um he would be like junior age in college which is like why would somebody who's a junior in college presumptively 
21 years old come to crash a high school party do you know why it's gross and I hate it steal me because he wants (laughs) yes exactly it's creepy though well Um, but also think about it this way because like I don't think of it like that at all because in my head I'm just like oh I mean societal wise I mean they were hanging out with him anyways at that age so like and honestly he's probably he's as immature as they are so there's barely a difference like but like when I was a senior in high school there's no way I'd be going to an eighth grade party not that I went to parties in high school anyway but right I don't know I also just think about it like because where I was I'm so much younger than my oldest sister and my oldest sister like all of her friends are my friends so like they always like invite me out places with them they've always done that so like I don't I also just think about it that way yeah but that's different because like both Chuck and Nate are only children and then we don't know if oh Carter has a sister do they say at some point I feel like they say he's sure he sister. Has a sister but like that's it it's weird and I don't like it and it's gross I love, also I love Carter's arc in like season four I love Carter in season four Okay, but in season one, episode four. Yeah, I know. Bad but dude. I just, he's not a bad dude. He's just kind of fucked up. <laughs> that doesn't mean he's okay. a bad person. He just makes questionable I, choices. My like number one question about Carter is, okay, at one point he says that he was doing cleanup post-Katrina mm-hmm. and then he climbed Machu Picchu. Yet all this time he said he like gave up his family money. So how is he doing this? How is he affording to go to he New Orleans? Money. How is... How is he affording to go to Machu Picchu? Like, because where he's is borrowing money, money from? from people, and that's why he needs Nate is to <laughs> pay people back. I don't like it. I don't that's like why he it. always. That's why he knows where all the poker games and all that shit is, is because he's like, I keep borrowing money from people because I'm. A he's like, mess. but he's, yeah, and he's a mess in the fact where he's like. I don't want to be surrounded by these Upper East Side people, but yet I'm going to keep surrounding myself with these Upper East Side people, but I'm going to like make it seem like I'm not, like I'm totally chill and totally cool. I've, I've completely rejected the Upper East Side, yet here I am crawling back looking for money because I want to support my lifestyle while also pretending and putting on the front that I'm rejecting it. And this is where he tricks Nate because Nate sees him. Nate actually wants to reject this like upper east side because yeah because like, Nate's this been radical for anyone like, he's just like this is yeah. fucked up yeah and he's like so Nate sees Carter he he doesn't see through Carter's like veil of of him just being complete which BS. is also and he's like it's also like Nate has these horrible over trusting issues I love him more than anything but he trusts too much like he's so trusting of other people and it's so he's sad because innocent. like he puts himself in these right like he puts himself in these situations and also he's a teenager so it's like he puts himself in these situations where he's like this person's my friend this person is looking out for me like he just wants to hang out with me he just wants to be my friend and then you find out that that's not at all what it is and that's sad like that makes me so fucking sad <laughs> I know but the thing and, and Nate sees Carter like he he sees Carter on the surface level being like yeah he rejected it he but he doesn't understand like this man is about to completely take advantage of you like right. you are buying into his like ploy right and it, it it makes me feel sad for Nate but at the same time it's like you can't you have to do some like critical thinking by like okay this guy's he's he's reject he's he's saying that he's rejecting the upper east side he's saying he's rejecting you know the one percent and yet he still wants to come along for lost weekend that well i think it's also where nate is the way that he is is it's like when carter comes along he's like you know what this guy's so different and like he just wants other friends because like clearly Carter doesn't really have any friends like obviously he's hanging out with people who are five years younger than him um but like I feel like Nate is just always wanting everyone to be happy all the time like he just wants everyone to be happy and get along and he's just so naive in like the cutest way <laughs> like I just I love him that's, that's the word special. I love that's him it. I he's naive him a hug. he's very naive he um is. And that in my room, my screen. Gross. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and so like, I don't like Carter, um, played by Sebastian Stan, which was before like he blew up by being like somebody on the Avengers or someone in Marvel or something. <laughs> Captain America. He he wasn't Captain he's, America, but he was like the in Winter those movies. Soldier. He's the Winter Soldier. <laughs> the Captain America. Ask ask me if I know what that means. The I answer only, is no. The only listen. So like in high school, I thought that I enjoyed Marvel movies because all my friends did. So and did so I. Like, oh, these are so fun. These are so good. And so I watched them, and I really and truly only enjoyed Thor and Captain America. So like, I know Captain America well enough. <laughs> and also Sebastian Stan's hot. So like, I was paying attention. <laughs> He's so That's hot. true. Not in this episode, but <laughs> no, he's gross in this episode. He's all he, is. he just looks dirty. Evan was watching time. it with me and she was like, he's so hot. I'm like, not in this, he's not. Like, I was like, give it three seasons mm-hmm. and then he'll be hot again. He <laughs> was like, give him a second. Yeah. Um, I also have I want to discuss this for a second because this is always the first thing that like I genuinely notice when I watch this episode is Chuck's outfit when they're playing basketball. <gasps> I have that on here. I hate it so much. I hate it. I, I put, I hate Chuck's basketball outfit so much. Oh my God. It's gross. Every I time I watch this episode, it makes it's me laugh peak so 2007. It is. And it's just like, like the fact that it's like royal blue and yellow. <laughs> it has crowns all over it. I'm like, I couldn't even tell what brand it was. Like, it's like I can't even tell what brand I don't was know. doing this in 2007. The thing is, the thing is, it doesn't matter what brand it was because a lot of them were. It's like I'm just remember in 2007, I was at a private school, so I wasn't wearing clothes that weren't a uniform and yep. so but I do remember walking into like a JC Penny and seeing nothing but that pattern and it being absolutely not a JC Penny <laughs> I think about JC Penny a lot because I'm like it. we all just like as a society are like JC Penny should stick around like we should keep this tour I mean, around you know it there there are good finds in it and then there are some things where you're like what is happening the only reason that I go into a JCPenney is because there's a Sephora in a lot of them and mm-hmm. so like if the mall doesn't have like the main Sephora the main Sephora is, Sephora is like too busy I'll just go to the one in JCPenney that's like the only yeah. reason I ever go into it but like yeah going into like a JCPenney just being like assaulted with that pattern it, I'm ugh. trying to find ugh, I'm I trying hate to it. find like what brand this outfit is like I'm looking all over the internet right now I don't know um, but the thing is everyone else wears like a normal basketball outfit well and here's the thing but, is this also it also reminded me of this one um I'm trying to think so there's this like featurette in for season one of gospel I'm pretty sure it was a dvd extra but we had it on our um itunes because we bought so much shit on iTunes when we were younger um but it was like one of like the free things that there was so there's like a feature on like the fashion of season one of Gossip Girl and I watched it so much as a kid there's so much of it that's like ingrained into my mind so like my opinion of Gossip Girl is like formed through like these videos um and so there was one part where like one of the wardrobe people was talking about how um, the, there's a huge difference. There's like a stark difference between Chuck and Nate putting outfits together. And the difference is, is Chuck tries to look put together, whereas Nate just does it. That goes completely against this outfit though. Well, but that's the thing is you think it does, but it doesn't because he literally worked so hard. He put that outfit on and he said, yes, this looks so good. I'm gonna wear a yellow fucking what what sweatband on my head and it's gonna look so lush and it's gonna look so good and he walked out of his freaking apartment that or hotel room that day and he said this is it and Nate shows up in gray basketball shorts and a blue tank top probably from like Adidas or Nike or Walmart for god's sakes like it literally looks like he walked out of a Walmart with his basketball outfit on and Chuck's out here wearing like whatever the hell he's wearing and I just think it's so funny like Nate didn't even try and Chuck did I just it's I'm repulsed by this like pattern so bad it it disgusts me it's so bad I just the thing is it doesn't feel like something Chuck would wear well because how often do we like would we see Chuck in active wear 
Like that's I think that's the main issue. What do you think Chuck would wear? In okay, in twenty twenty one, what do you think Chuck would be wearing as active wear? As active wear, he would be wearing running tights with shorter um, athletic shorts over them. And like in the winter, I'm thinking like fall, winter, he'd be wearing running tights with shorter athletic shorts over them and probably like a quarter zip tighter, um, like sweatshirt. Okay. That's genuinely right. what I would picture him in. I'm, yeah, I you too know, agree. Like it just, I, he would be a short short person, which I love short shorts on guys. Let me just say that right now. I think it looks so good um but like he would absolutely wear running tights in like the fall and winter yeah okay fair yeah um so early in the episode after Blair wakes up she goes downstairs and sees Serena is having breakfast with her mom and I think this is a really interesting point they don't like talk about it a lot but you see where Blair's um like eating disorder stemmed from or her comments yeah. from her mother and yeah. it's something that which is usually the case mm -hmm. because usually... she she peels apart the very tip of a croissant and her mother is like how about you have some low-fat yogurt instead yeah and and you see serena notice it and she's like oof um maybe we don't how about we yeah. change the subject which but is yeah, funny it, because it, it's like anytime someone's like how about like low-fat yogurt or something like that's like an alternative i'm like like dairy is better for you <laughs> dairy's gonna make it worse <laughs> like I don't understand that but I don't know that's also just and me it's... having a dairy allergy and understanding very much how dairy like fucks <laughs> up your body <laughs> yeah and then and then you see Eleanor at the same time like after that when the, after they've changed the subject away from food she's like come on Blair sit up straight she like goes Blair come on and like makes her sit up straight my mother used to do that to us all the time my my mother used to always tell me I looked like a hunchback and that that's what my mom tells me often. still and I'm like you know what maybe I do but who cares I'm so jealous of my like little baby cousin Ava she's three years old she's got the best posture in the world it's probably because she weighs like 15 pounds but kids I had really good posture <laughs> when I was like really little because I didn't weigh anything like it was just like I just have really good posture she just but also has I the, dance the greatest so back yeah. I don't know. She just has the straightest back and I'm jealous of it every time. Every time I look at her and I'm like, I need to roll my shoulders back. Yeah. Like I always had really, I always thought I had really bad posture. I did have really bad posture, but it was always funny because like my dance teachers would always tell me that out of like me and one of my sisters, they'd be like, well, you have better posture than she does. And I always felt like the hottest shit on the planet. Cause it was like, I have better posture than you, Becca. Eh, LOL. Like in reality, I probably didn't. They were just telling me that, but so then, Blair and <laughs> so then Blair and Serena go um, shopping in Nolita and mm -hmm. they run into Dan and Blair's like, I'm not going to be Which... here for this conversation. So I'm going to go look at, I'm going to be in Tori Birch looking at ponchos. Yes. And I um, thought that was a very interesting thing to say. I have, okay, I'm genuinely curious because why was Dan in that area? For sandwiches. Because, because there's, um, there's a restaurant there. I don't know. But like, if you're picking up Cuban sandwiches, there are like a bazillion places in Brooklyn. You didn't have to take the train an hour and a half. <laughs> like, that's my thing. Is Maybe like, Rufus loves that, uh, that certain restaurant. I hate Rufus. Um, I hated Rufus. And, oh my God, I hate Rufus. Um, Rufus made me so mad in this episode. He always does. But like Dan pissed me off in this episode. Oh my god. Like I literally have in here like Dan makes me want to kill myself. And then I have Dan lurking. Mind again, Dan in this always. episode. I don't like him in this episode. He is too much. Like I Okay, so my main source of my like hatred for Dan in this in this episode in particular, because I'm gonna say that like in almost every episode that we do, um, my main thing for this episode in particular is he. It's the things he says about Blair, and while they're not entirely untrue, he takes it too far. Like he takes it to like a whole other level. Yeah, he doesn't know this person. Like you don't understand. That's true. Her. You don't know her, and like that's. 
Mm-hmm. Like that really, really bothers. And the like the extent that he takes it to, it's like a whole monologue of just like adjectives describing her in the horrible. Yeah, and it's wild because in that monologue, because he's going off on Blair, because. Serena says Blair is her best friend and he's like going off about it to Rufus um and in it he says she's wrapped up in this like 95 pound something and I'm like the amount of like I don't understand this is a weird thing to talk about the idea of Blair being 95 pounds and then her mother still having like a weight issue with her it it's it's so absolutely ridiculous and it's I know it's because her mom spends a lot of time around supermodels who are unhealthily skinny like who are five eight five nine and 95 pounds whereas Blair is like five four and 95 pounds which is more likely to be healthy be... even five I, I was 95 pounds when and, I was and, Blair's age. I haven't been 95 pounds since I was 10 years old. See, but that's the thing, though, is it's like, I don't, like, Blair's mom, I think, I genuinely think it's because her mom spends so much time around supermodels where it's, like, long and thin. Like, you are tall and you are thin and you are all sorts of unhealthy. And... I don't like I don't know it's just a, and it's it was a huge and I mean that was also a huge seven it was a huge issue in that era like in that period of time anyways so that also adds to it but you know it's just it, it makes me like really uncomfortable when people I don't know it's just I mean I've always had my issues with weight my entire life yeah. um and the idea of somebody thinking that like 95 pounds is too heavy is it like makes me want to cry because we put too much emphasis on like the number on the scale and like I'm guilty of it like still yeah Um, same and I and I fully understand that weight distribution is differs and depends on like your body type regardless of whether or not you have muscle what and like, it's also just like you're every, built and every body is different anyway so it's like not even like it's so it's dumb it's just it's I, I I'm very like I don't know I hope I, the thing is I think shows like Gossip Girl and I and as much as I like this show I do think that it was almost harmful in the body positivity movement. I think a lot of like media at the time, because we were only seeing people who were incredibly, incredibly thin back then. And it was like, even still, you only really see thin people on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, very regu- rarely do you see somebody who isn't a thin person on television. And I think shows like Gossip Girl, where it was a lot based on fashion and fashion only looks certain designers only make clothes for certain sized people. I think as Not much as I like- Not even certain sized people, certain color of people. <laughs> like Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, I think it's harmful in the beauty standards. Um, and, and I'm glad that as a society, the body positivity movement has, you know, changed things. And I hope that we don't, half we don't have conversations that like mention a person's weight as like a flaw to them in this new reboot and it's also like the way Dan said it it's like even the way he was saying it sounded like he was making it a bad thing like you know what it like it's not but like not in the way that Eleanor would make it a bad thing it's like oh you're too heavy he'd be like oh she's so tiny Right, but it's like, but even then, I hate when men say that. It makes me so mad. And it's because I've always been small. My entire life, I've always been, like, tiny in every sense of the word. Like, I've always just been a small person. And so, like, like I'm 5'2", and I've never weighed more than 125 pounds. Like, I've always just been small. And so, like, my whole life, I've always dealt with people, like, using words like that and making it sound like it's a bad thing. 
where it's like, oh, you're not even average height. You're not like all that. And it bothers the hell out of me. Like it makes me so mad because, and I'll say this until I die, body shaming goes every way possible. And I don't think that gets discussed enough because any type of body shaming can lead to body dysmorphia, eating disorders, all of that. I've dealt with a lot of that in my life, <laughs> no matter what I weigh, I've dealt with it. And so like, like I grew up super skinny and I couldn't control that. That wasn't under my control. I was dancing a lot. I ate a lot. I ate a lot. I danced a lot, but like, I just, I couldn't gain weight. Like that just wasn't part of how my body worked. And so I always got shamed for that. And then I gained a lot of weight when I got into college and suddenly I was like too fat. Like it was like, there was never, and I'm like, can I not win here like it's it's fucked up like every way I go it's like someone has something to say about it and that's so fucked up and that's how it works for everybody and I think it's so gross so stop body shaming everyone yeah but I and I I when you see people who look like Blake Lively Leighton Meester complaining not complaining but being like ridiculed for their size it's I don't know, for the average American person who does not look like that, they don't, they don't have those features. They don't have that absolute lack of like body fat percentage. It's, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's kind of harmful. It is harmful. Um, Even if you don't realize it, it, you don't, even if it's not blatant, um, you hear these things and you internalize them, even if you don't think you are, and then the next time you're like looking for something, it could just like come out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I think people need to be more cautious of what they're saying. Yeah. Just like think things through a little. Yeah. Um, but it was but, 2007 and things were weird back then. Right. Like 2007 was a train wreck. Um, so, <laughs> but it was also, it was just like the amount of things that he said about Blair in that scene, the way that he said them when A, pardon Blair for needing her friend like I'm sorry but like excuse Blair for needing her best friend (laughs) that she's been without for like a year you can go five minutes without seeing Serena again like honest to god that's really annoying to me um and like he takes out all of his anger on Blair that's just like what he always does throughout the course of the show he takes out a lot of what he feels on Blair and it's all like genuinely projection like I fully believe that it's all projection um because and I'm gonna be honest with you here Serena's an idiot Serena is low-key an airhead and I hate saying that because I hate categorizing women like that but she is an airhead (laughs) she is not the brightest person on the planet and she's smart she is insanely book smart I'm gonna give her that she's super smart when it comes to like school things but common sense not all there um like I mean she shows up to the photo shoot or Blair shows up to the photo shoot and is like what did you think when you didn't see my name on the call sheet what did you think when you didn't see my name on the dressing room and Serena's like they told me that you were running late her name would still be on the call sheet her name would still be on the dressing room all of that don't act like you didn't realize like that is so fucked up to me that bothered me and like Serena always bothers me with things like that like that's always made me angry it's like Serena will do these little things that she doesn't realize are so detrimental to other people. Like she doesn't even think about it. She's just like, oh, how is this going to get me further along and what I want to do? And like, well, yeah, a lot of people are like, she didn't have malicious intent with that. And maybe she didn't, but she still should have realized. Like, <laughs> sorry, but Blair should have yeah. been there. Blair would have been there no matter what. I don't think that she would have been running late for that. I also, okay, so the photo shoot is because Eleanor is selling, she's going to start some like partnership with Bendel's and Mm -hmm. she wants a new face to appeal to the younger audience. So she's like, who better to represent Eleanor Waldorf than another Waldorf? And then they do some test shoots. So she's like, Blair, you'll be my model. You're poised and perfect. Like, and she even You'll said, like, Blair was my first dress form. Like, that was, like, which I thought that was, like, the mm-hmm. cutest line. I love that line. It makes me happy. Yeah. It's, so, they're at, they're doing, like, test shoots. And truly, the people are, I don't know, the people are getting, the, the, the 
like artistic director or whatever they're being like she's too stiff she's too this she's too that and i'm looking at those pictures and i'm like those pictures would be in like vogue like they're so they're like, like perfect and poised and like yeah. i understand what they mean and they're like we need to appeal to like a wider audience well guess what your wider audience isn't shopping at bendel's right like and i love those photos of blair I'm sorry, but any photo you take of Leighton Meester, she's not going to be ugly. Like You can't take a bad photo of Leighton Meester. Um, but like, I don't know, like that whole scene is just so funny to me because like I watch it back and I'm like, yeah, she was stiff, but at the same time, the photo is like fine. Like I see nothing wrong with those photos. Yeah, um, they're great. But. And then then they have, then they have like a sleepover and they're always like, they're um, Blair and Serena, then the minions are just like, perfecting their model poses yes. and she's like you have, to, you have to elongate the spine and then Blair goes no you gotta put your hand on your hip and pop, and pop. <laughs> it literally it reminds me so much of my which again is a very Dorga. 2007 it's a very 2007 pose every like tiger beat issue had like a, a poster of like someone like Ashley Tisdale or Miley Cyrus or something doing like the like literally yeah. doing that exact now pose. I will never put my hand on my hip no, I can't. No, I can't. Me and my sisters growing up, we used to literally do what they were doing. Though. Like we would literally sit there and like model and like do like fashion shows in our house. All like every snow day, we would get out all of our clothes and we would all like try on each other's clothes and like we would always just strut down our hallway. <laughs> it was a fucking runway. Mm-hmm. Every single like snow day during summer break. It was oh my god. Chaos. <laughs> oh my gosh um oh also, yeah and then i want to talk about blair's outfit when she shows up to the photo shoot because i love it that is one of my favorite blair looks. wait yes the green I dress have that in and here. the red shoes Ugh, that's like i, said, I love blair's dress the photo shoot green green long sleeve it is mm-hmm. how it's like it's like what i want to wear to work every single day it's literally like it's I, a perfect dress I love dresses like that so much because they remind me so much of Audrey because it's very like breakfast at Tiffany's because I mean she has like a robe or a dress that she like wears that looks exactly like that and I love it those are like my favorite style of dresses ever um and they're so flattering on so many like different types of people like they literally look good on almost anyone like they're the perfect dress um but every time I watch this episode I'm just like oh my god I want that dress like I want that whole outfit I love her shoes I love the dress I'm obsessed like it's just it's one of my favorite Blair looks which is I have a lot of favorite Blair looks so like that's in like my top 10 1000 <laughs> percent yeah it's a it's a big one um so at one point the like what is it the, the pre-photo shoot the day before it's taking too long so then Serena has to back out of this movie with Dan but I must say um I love looking at old phones um it it makes like me like happy. blackberries and nokias and yeah he just like he just pulls it away from his ear and then snaps it closed yeah. and I'm like oh <laughs> I remember that feeling. My favorite thing is like how to tell if someone in this show is like the overtly wealthy and it's like they don't have to slam their phone down. They just slide it. <laughs> That's how you tell. Well, Blair had, Blair has a phone in this episode that I remember wanting. Was it, is it the um, red flip phone? Yeah, it's, it's, it, what did I just do? <laughs> it's, um, it's like, it has the numbers on the outside but then you can flip it up but it's not a sidekick it's just no. like a flip up and that way you can text and then you can but it's it like down. Sharpay's phone in high school musical I don't remember Sharpay's phone in high school because in the first one she flips it up and she's just like I feel like I had a phone like that <laughs> like flips it down <laughs> I feel like I had a phone like that but I don't remember I wanted one so bad and my my favorite oh, thing is this is gonna be like the nerdiest thing on the planet but I'm sure so many other people did it don't even lie to yourselves I'm sure so many other people did this when I was younger 
um my parents every old phone that they had went to like a plastic bag and that plastic bag uh-huh. lived in our laundry room and I would go in there every time we were playing house or something and I would go in there and I would steal one and I would go play house with it and we would have so much fun <laughs> me and my sisters did it every single day all the time those were our play phones we- that's what we called them we had ours were just like backup phones in case something broke because like I was a preteen and so I was I mean that was why my breaking phones all the time that's why my parents had it but we used them as play phones I think my mom like just got rid of the bag because I was like mom a none of these are smartphones b think about everybody in this house if one of our phones breaks we'll just get another iPhone because okay that's funny because there was one time my I was eighth or ninth grade and my I had like the iPhone 4 or something it was my sister's old iPhone that was my first like real phone and I had to get the battery replaced on it so my dad took it and it was gonna be gone for two days and I was losing my mind because I had to use a Blackberry (laughs) I had to use like my dad's old Blackberry and I died because a he goes look you can still use Twitter on it (laughs) because you literally could get on Twitter on a Blackberry and I didn't realize that they like had that capability so I thought I was like the hottest shit in my middle school everyone else had iPhones and I was like I feel very Blair Waldorf right now like I was like this is like the height of everything because like I have a fucking Blackberry because I remember in elementary school someone in my class got a Blackberry and I was like oh my god like I was like you are so cool like, remember there was a girl in my freshman year of high school who had a blackberry and I was just like this is interesting but I also didn't understand it was like before anyway I didn't understand how it worked Mood. Um, but yeah so I love looking at old phones I think it's so funny and it also is incredibly dating yeah. of when a show is because they're like but they're the thing is they use them because they're trying to be like oh these people have money these people are so important look at the phones they can afford and then you know six months later it's the old phone yeah you know it's it's bad speaking Um, of which it makes me laugh because I was um when I was watching soul over winter break um, I still haven't watched it I need to you need to it's so good me and my sister we were watching it and she goes does he have an iphone 12 and I was like, wait, does he? He literally has an iPhone 12 in that movie. Like they animated an iPhone 12 and it looks just like it. It was crazy. I was or is it just an iPhone 5? No, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we were saying. We were like, how does he afford an iPhone 12? He's like a jazz, a part-time jazz teacher who's like, wait, like waiting to make his big break. And then like all of a sudden he has an iPhone 12. Like, hello. Um, anyways, so I also have the note, I have the captain, question mark, because of the end of the episode, because we haven't even talked about all the, sh- all the shit that Nate gets himself into at the poker game. Okay, Carter so my, I have pub crawl, Chuck isn't wrong, because Chuck does say, you know, these people, every, because he's, just, he and Nate are, are, like, coming, like, head to head, being like, you know, this is all so superficial and all this stuff. And then I want to be like everyone else. And Chuck goes, everyone else wants to be us. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, like absolutely right. Everybody does want to be you. Everybody wants to have like lavish lives and luxury and whatnot, but he's not wrong. I also have a note in here that I have no idea what it means. I put how many, um, none. I don't know what that's in reference to. <laughs> no clue. How many? I put how many? <laughs> dash, dash. Um, none. I think that was probably a, a quote, and then I just have no idea what it's <laughs> quoting. I can't even think of what it was. Somewhere oh between uh, Serena backs out of a movie to hang with Serena, some sometime between Serena backing out of the movie Hang with Dan to help Blair and then the pub crawl. There is how many? Dash, dash, um, none. Don't know what that means. Um, yeah. And then I have Eleanor tucking Blair in. I thought that was a really cute scene. I love that scene. So cute. Uh, 
But then Eleanor goes and chooses Sabrina over Blair. I know. Because the artistic director thinks that Sabrina is more approachable and attainable. We need to go table. in a different direction. Like, that's literally what she says to Blair. That's what just, says to Blair. I just hate, I just hate that Eleanor lied to Blair. Mm-hmm. And lied to Sabrina. I hate that about Eleanor, and I usually love Eleanor. I love Eleanor in, like, every other scene ever but I hate her and like yeah I feel like whenever they were making this episode though like whenever they were reintroducing Eleanor they wanted us to hate her like I feel like they wanted us to hate Eleanor but like I can't but we could see why Blair's like bitchy right which is like valid but at the same time it's like I can't hate Eleanor I love her um and then so after this whole like night of pub crawls and whatnot uh we see that Chuck is back in his hotel room wearing the green hat from the Patty um pub and I don't know why he would still be wearing that that's really weird um but then he notices that like oh shit my my stuff is gone the the watch which mm-hmm. he called whatever the brand name of it is I don't remember Piaget yeah. um and then the baseball and it's somebody's it's a very famous ball and I can't remember what it was for the life of me yeah no I can't remember part of me wants to say Mickey Mantle but I don't know if it's Mickey Mantle no it was either (laughs) it was like Babe Ruth or Mickey Mantle's just like anyway some like famous baseball talk about it and I'll, I'll look for it um and so he's he's like these are like two very expensive items one of them because the watch costs over ten thousand dollars he said and then um i just i guess if you have money like why not spend it but at the same time i'm like why would you spend so much money on a watch oh i would um but that's just me oh my god um but he he opens the the locked drawer and then his stuff is just gone so that means that carter and nate stole it i don't know if nate know my thing is like we don't see either of them steal it and i'm assuming carter stole it but i don't understand how he a knew what was in there or and found the key to unlock it well the key was under like a candlestick right like it was like a candlestick thing oh maybe babe ruth Babe Ruth's called Chuck, Babe Ruth's the same as Homer song. he ever hit. Okay. Yeah. That's it. See, I knew it was Babe Ruth. Yeah. I was like, Babe I don't Ruth. Know why I was thinking Mickey Mantle. I don't know. She's like always in my no brain. Who knows? Um, but yeah. And he's just stole him. And um, then Nate, Nate and Carter get caught up in some um like Drama. gambling situation that Carter definitely set Nate up for. Oh, yeah. And then Chuck comes to the rescue. I mean, Chuck Nate was comes sitting there the like, rescue. I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. I'm at like 5,000. That's perfect. Like, I'm just going to get the fuck out. And Carter's like, no, 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 no. Uh, the table's about to get really small. Everyone's about to show their true colors. Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And Nate's like, mm, I think I should quit while I'm ahead. And Carter's like, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then like, he loses everything. Like, oh my gosh. He plays him and then Chuck comes to the rescue and is like, you don't want me to call the cops. You can keep my ball. You can keep my watch, but you are letting Nate go. And I'm like, And then they try and get into a fight. And then Chuck is like, I'll bully you out. (laughs) Give me all this money. Yeah. (laughs) And then Nate looks in his bank account and it's at zero, which is odd because he has a trust. And he has looked. And he had looked before, and there were $200,000 at the, just for Nate to spend however he feels. Well, not really, because that's like, that's in his trust, so like, he can't really get it without having to like, ask his dad if he can get it out. Like, he has to have permission to use it. Seemed like he was able to get it out at that moment. Well, he's able to look. He was just going to, like, transfer it over. Well, yeah, but he- Anyway, it's drained by the captain, and that's when- it's like, by the captain and that's on when the we realize the some bank fishy and stuff like, is going on with the captain. Yeah, like he calls the bank and they're, and they're like, oh, you didn't know? And he's like, no, what? And they're like, your dad like pulled all his money out of your bank account. And he's like, 
what for what reason <laughs> like, um yeah so back to okay so like random side thing that's happening while all of this stuff is going on um rufus is at the gallery selling you know as galleries do selling art pieces of art yeah and then this woman comes in and she's like oh maybe my client wants to buy this and then her client does end up wanting to buy it and then we find out that the client is lily and she's like um i'm not gonna put this in my house because i'm pretty sure allison the artist doesn't want this in my house which she's not wrong valid allison hates her um and i don't like here's the thing here's what here's the thing i love lily so much she is one of my favorite characters in gossip girl i adore that woman i think she is such a good character she's kind of fucked up but she's such a good character um but she talks a lot about how she doesn't ever want to see rufus for someone who will find any excuse to go and see Rufus. And he does the same thing. Yeah. He talks a lot about how she's desperate. Now she's looking for shit when he does the same thing. I mean, like, yeah. I, and I don't like them together. I cannot stand Lily and Rufus together. I think that they are a terrible couple. Um, I love Lily and Bart, but that's just me. Um, but I just, it drives me nuts sometimes. Like when I rewatch the show, sometimes I skip episodes just cause I'm like, can we get past the whole Lily and Rufus era of life? <laughs> like move on. <laughs> cause I don't like it. Oh shoot. Dropping shit. Back at the, back at the photo shoot after Blair and Serena kind of like argue in a stairwell while Dan is eavesdropping. Because honestly it would be awkward to just like run through that conversation because I mean, he could just leave you know that'd just be weird but he also wants to see serena but so but he could have he's left and then met up with serena five minutes later he he overhears their argument and then blair goes and like runs and sits down well, at the end of some hallway but can and we discuss serena goes back up because blair murdered serena rightfully so everything Blair said was correct so Blair literally is screaming at Serena she's like every time I have anything you come in and you take it whether you realize it or not you are literally taking everything I love Nate my mother my future like my modeling career is not even like a career but she even was like she never I don't think she said my modeling career but I mean clearly that's something Blair was excited about and Serena came in and took it. Like, it's either way, even if it wasn't a legitimate thing, Serena still came in and took something Blair was excited about. And Serena, like, looks at her and she's just like, like, someone is finally putting her in her place. Hardly ever happens. And it's always Blair that does it. Like, it is almost always Blair that, like, is the most accurate about putting Serena in her place. Like, she tells it like it is so often. And... Serena's just like standing there because she doesn't know what the fuck to do because she's like okay yeah you're right like I don't want to admit it but yeah you're right and then Dan like or she sees Dan or whatever later and he's just like uh, and she's like what are you gonna tell me I'm a bad person too or whatever and I'm like okay relax like calm down like you're fine yeah you were fine yeah and 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 but the thing is dan after that conversation he has with serena he realizes oh blair's upset because she's gonna lose her mom and then so he goes to find blair and i think that the conversation the two of them have is a very sweet conversation yeah um although i will say he, he goes to find her he's like standing above her she's like sitting on the floor so i'm like come on now who just started a motorcycle uh, but i think the, the conversation that dan and blair have is, is very sweet um he's like he goes to find her she's sitting down at the end of some hallway just like gonna start crying and they talk about like their mommy issues. Yeah. Or he he explains that 
that, you know, he's got some issues with his mom too, that Allison said she just needed the summer away. And the summer turned into the fall. The fall turned into winter or will be turning into winter. Yeah. And only he's, he's the only one that's, that understands like, oh, she's not coming back, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a very interesting conversation that the two of them have. And it's the first time you really see um, Dan and Blair, like, get connect along. on, like, yeah, connect and get along. Although I will say um, there's like an upshot of Dan when he's looking down at, uh, at I keep wanting to say Serena it's Blair he's like looking down at Blair but whenever they do like the upshot of a tan <laughs> there's like disgusting stains on the roof yeah in one part and I'm just so distracted by it yeah my I okay one of the things that bothers me though is they have like this huge like heart-to-heart conversation a genuine conversation between the two of them and they finally understand each other and, you know, Blair lets up on him. Like, she's like, you know what? Fine. I'll let you, like, you're fine with Serena if, as long as, like, everything's okay with her. Like, as long as, like, you're not mm-hmm. bothering her, I'm fine with it. And, um, but then, like, I'm sure in the next episode, if I can think of what the next episode is, um, I'm sure in the next episode, Dan's going to say how uppity Blair is and how shitty of a person she is. I'm sure that's going to be a conversation. Oh. Absolutely. But so, so they all go, so Serena goes to like tell off Eleanor Mm -hmm. and then they all, all three of them end up on the roof with like no one else around for some reason. Well, because it's after they packed up. Because it was after the, because Serena goes to find Eleanor before Dan talks to Blair and she's like, I quit, I'm done. And then they like, are like, okay, well fuck. And then they pack up and like 20 minutes later um Mm. or like after that Dan goes to have the conversation with Blair and then he goes to find Serena who is getting dressed and he definitely peeks around that curtain that's all can I so something about her getting dressed is if you look at the dress she's wearing at the photo shoot and then you look at the top she's wearing very similar um, they are the same yeah they're very very like I I went back and forth it's just the same which makes me think well was the dress a really a top and a skirt or no, I think and then she's dress. just like stealing the top it I was identical yeah it was, like, I swear to god it was identical yeah um but so that's when Serena and Dan are like oh we'll go see a movie how about like Sunday or Friday or whenever it was yeah and then Blair's like I guess we can do that and then so she's finally like okay with their relationship not that she wasn't to begin with because she was kind of just like she's always been like Serena's gonna do what Serena's gonna do like when she answered Serena's phone earlier in the episode and she's like um like why are you when she answers and Dan Dan's the one who called her she's just like oh fine here you go after she like torments him a little bit well and like I um I don't know like Blair's just the type of friend she just thinks that Serena's too good for everybody which is not entirely wrong um because Serena's like a fucking supermodel like why is she hanging around Dan um but at the same time they are very perfect for each other if you know what I mean yeah yeah and by that I mean I can't gen I can I used to like Serena growing up I thought Serena was great but as an adult I cannot stand her I don't enjoy Serena there are a lot of episodes where I'm like I love Serena she's super cute she's super fine but that's the extent of it like I'm just like she genuinely makes me really angry a lot of the time (laughs) because she she doesn't get it like she doesn't understand anything that really stresses me out so I and I just hate Dan so I just not my favorite um but, and then at the end of the episode, one of my favorite they scenes s- in the whole show. <laughs> they steal the clothes and actually it's have It's such literally- like a basic, it's such a basic thing for me to be like one of my favorite scenes because everyone loves this scene, but it's so good. <laughs> they steal, they steal Eleanor's clothes and go have a photo shoot in Central Park. And it's truly like better, like that, that would work as the Bendel's. I would have stolen those photos from Serena's camera. (laughs) Like, if I was the artistic director, I would have taken those photos from her. I would have 
literally given her like a hundred dollar bill and said thank you goodbye <laughs> and, they, and then at one point they just like go up to a man who's taking pictures of a fountain and then just like force the camera into his so they didn't even ask him serena's just like here take our camera and take our photo <laughs> it's so wild but the oh thing is God. like they only wear the one outfit the entire time but I love those dresses it's such it's such a good dress I love that dress it's a good like one. I want the blue one so bad that blue. oh I want the orange one. Oh my god Katie should we get dresses that look like those and go take pictures right? together hold on I have to show you something <laughs> I have it's not a dress but it's a jumpsuit and oh it's like God. the exact same color it literally is <laughs> oh my god that's iconic yeah and i wore it to new york iconic okay I we need to wrap this episode um, up so we can do the other one because i'm starving i need to pee yeah so okay. it's a fun episode it's an icon it's one of those episodes where it's like oh yeah do you remember that one episode or like, do you remember that one scene or like that outfit or like some, there's something in it for everything. It, it's a memorable episode. It is. It's a good episode. All right, yeah. let's wrap this up. Where can people find us, Jill? On Instagram and TikTok, we are at The Ultimate Insiders. And my personal social media is at It's Jill Hayes on everything. And if you'd like, and if you'd like to follow me, hi, I'm Katie. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Complete Katie or on TikTok at Katie Fornia. It's a blast over there. Yep. So, talk yeah. to you next next week. Bye. Next time. <laughs>